Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Jude. False teaching and apostasy had entered the church in Asia Minor, and Jude addresses this problem in his letter. Our lesson this week will be taught by Associate Pastor Scott Basolo, a new voice on Heritage Bible Radio. Please listen to Pastor Scott as he delivers the Friday portion of this week's message entitled, Details and Distractions of Faith. Well, what is the licentiousness for which this grace of God is wrongly exposed? Licentiousness is unrestrained vice or gross immorality. It is open flaunting of sexual immorality. One commentator well describes it as a shameless lifestyle indulging in unchecked and open immorality. Another describes it as every excess of indecency, carnal defilement, and fleshly indulgence. Lenski well adds that it's not just moral excesses, but it's running wild in all kinds of excesses of sin. Paul describes it in Romans 1.26 this way. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And he puts a capstone on it in verse 32 of Romans 1. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. And all of this flaunting God's gift of grace in his face. As if as a believer, one can live in unrepentant sin, let alone freely practicing this in every public and private arena. This is the false doctrine of antinomianism. The word antinomian means lawlessness. It is the view that Christians saved by grace are able to live lives however they want, sin as often as they want because Christ has died for their sin and they don't have to worry about it. This is the free grace movement of our day where as an example, alleged believers, and that's what they are, they are alleged and not true, go out and get raucously drunk and engage in horrific immorality and claim that they can do this on Saturday night and it's fine to come to church on Sunday with no guilt or consideration. As if somehow that we can live in this wanton sin and that God's blood will cover it and we don't need to consider it. Does Scripture say something about that? I think that it does in Romans 6 and verse 1 where Paul says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? If we are believers in Christ, we must recognize the sin that's in ourselves and fight it with every element of our being. Thirdly, they are guilty of denying our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Commentator Lawler 
identifies this denial as attacking of four separate aspects of the second person of the Trinity. It is attacking that he is master or that he is the sovereign of the world. It is attacking that he is Lord or that he is ruler over all. It is attacking that he is the man, Jesus, who is Savior. It is attacking that he is Christ, the promised Messiah, come to bring forth the new covenant. These disavowals directly impact two critical spheres of who Jesus is. That of the coming king who will rule all the created realm. And that of the coming judge who will call to account all lawlessness. And so these denials of deity must be for these, must be the truth for these in order to justify engaging in such open debauchery and immorality. The word deny here is actually best understood as not open rejection, but repudiating or rejecting or perverting. This isn't these false believers come in and they say, you're all nuts. The truth of this Jesus is not true. Rather, they subtly come in and they repudiate and they attack each of these perspectives, seeking to tear down the truth of Scripture and of the church. These deplorable issues are much like the nature of cancer in our bodies. One which upon diagnosis causes initial despair and fear because it's so completely foreign to all that we are and know. And it is an unthinkable intrusion into our existence. And so it is in our church with these certain ones who slimily sneak into our midst. These are some difficult things to grasp much like the 30% casualty rate of World War I, or even the civilian casualty statistics that are nearly as high as the active service death. Two and a half million killed by war crimes. Six to eight million civilian deaths from malnutrition and from the spread of the Spanish flu. Well, our text has some major health concerns that it addresses, doesn't it? And what's the answer to these health concerns of these false teachers? It is an educated church well-nourished on the solid doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This will protect the church, Christ's bride, to be ready to speak the name of Jesus. Each and every one of you must be a proclaimer of the gospel. To call out sin and its solution, which is Jesus shed blood on the cross of Calvary, by which alone we can receive forgiveness. But that forgiveness requires complete submission of our lives to Him. It requires confessing and repenting of our sin. It requires living an obedient life to Jesus Christ and His Word. Only then is the gospel the good news. Because only then is there deliverance from the bad news, which is the necessary judgment and eternal punishment for sin. So what are we to do as believers? To begin with, focus on the truths of these verses. Recognize the present realities of your faith. Embrace and be motivated, motivated by the common blessings we have in our faith and in the fellowship of one another. Rejoice in the fellowship of our faith and recognize that nothing can overcome you as a believer. Read the end of Romans chapter 8. Let me share with you just a few verses at the end of Romans 8, beginning in verse 37. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. 
For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. This is the unshakable eagerness of our faith. And this takes us to our second application. Don't be discouraged by the necessity of battle. If we can't be defeated or separated from God, which we just read, then our response must be to join the fight. Be ever diligent to build yourself up on the knowledge of God and His holy word. This is an unavoidable engagement. And lastly, be ready for the unsavoriness of these opponents. Like cancer, no one wants to deal with this. But if left untreated, it will consume everything in its path. And that destruction is the very motivation of the one behind these efforts or the one, Satan, who empowers them for the attacks. And that is his only purpose, to kill, steal, and destroy. But remember the words of Martin Luther in his wonderful hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. And that little word, beloved, is God and the gospel of Christ Jesus. Be ready to share the truth of the gospel with anyone you meet. Let me implore you every morning, wake up and pray to God for the strength to share the gospel. It's fearful. It's a thing that we don't do well. We move by opportunities all day long. Pray that God would give you the understanding and the recognition and then take those opportunities. We all have opportunities each and every day. This is ungodly entanglement. The rest of Jude is going to continue to guide us down these, this path. So let's embrace these present realities. Let's recognize the joy and the strength that we have together and that yet there is a battle to be waged. And that each and every one of us must join arm in arm to engage in this conflict against an enemy that wants to destroy our faith. Father, thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the admonition of that which lies all around us. Which, Father, honestly, we would like to just close our eyes and pretend that it's as if we could just sleep in in the morning and avoid that alarm. But, Father, the alarm is sounding. And the clarion call for us is to take up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, to rejoice in the common salvation that is ours, to be encouraged in one another, strengthened in our most holy faith, so that we're ready for this battle, so that we are empowered for this battle, and to realize that this is not going to be a subtle enemy. This is not going to be something uh, as easy as a, a minor affliction. But Father, this is a battle waged for the truth of Scripture. It is a battle waged for the next generation and the accuracy of biblical doctrine. Help us to grow in this. Help us to realize, Lord, that we each have a responsibility to grow in our understanding of Scripture and that we each have a responsibility to speak the name of Jesus so that you, through the power of your Spirit, might be pleased to bring new life and deliver these who are, empower, who are in bondage to the power of Satan and bring them to the light and to life as you have to us. And for all this, we'll give you thanks because we know it is your work and we praise you for it, asking it all in Jesus' name.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.